Okay, and Mickey, you can get started then. Okay. So I'm gonna go ahead and, um, oh, Mike, Mike Zerbell, if you can hear me, make Paul a co-host. And I'm gonna go ahead and mute everybody. Mickey and Paul, you'll need to unmute. Okay. Hi, everyone. Hiya. Welcome, everyone. This is not an AA meeting. It is one member's take on the exact nature of the wrong. It's on page 64 of the AA Big Book and the solution of the 12 steps. This, uh, Gathering is being recorded. It's being streamed live on Facebook. It's not an all share meeting, rather it's a question and answer for Paul's take on the 12 steps. Uh, for details on all of Paul's events, his story is uh, in his book called Under a Rest. Uh, and there's other books and t-shirts and past events, videos. Uh, check out his website at zenbitchslap.com. And to get us rolling this morning, I have um, a reading from the big book starting on page 62. Paul, would you like the long version or the short version? Whatever you like, hon. Okie doke. Let me start uh, for the <laughs> long version. Uh, stay with me because this is a little bit long. Selfishness, self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles. Driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity, we step on the toes of our fellows and they retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us seemingly without provocation, but we invariably find that at some time in the past, we have made decisions based on self, which later placed us in a position to be hurt. So our troubles, we think, are basically of our own making. They arise out of ourselves. And the alcoholic is an extreme example of self-will run riot, though he usually doesn't think so. Above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. We must or it kills us. God makes that possible. And there often seems no way of entirely getting rid of self without his aid. Many of us had moral and philosophical convictions galore, but we could not live up to them even though we would have liked to. Neither 
could we reduce our self-centeredness much by wishing or try our trying on our own power we had to have god's help this is the how and why of it first of all we had to quit playing god it didn't work next we decided that hereafter in this drama of life god was going to be our director he is the principal and we are his agents he is the father and we are his children most good ideas are simple and this concept was the keystone of a new and triumphant arch through which we passed to freedom uh last paragraph when we sincerely took such a position all sorts of remarkable things followed we had a new employer being all powerful he provided what we needed if we kept close to him and performed his work well. Established on such a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves, our little plans and designs. More and more, we became interested in seeing what we could contribute to life. As we felt new power flow in, as we enjoyed peace of mind as we discovered we could face life successfully as we became conscious of his presence we began to lose fear of today tomorrow or the hereafter we were reborn what do you think of that paul <laughs> it's a mouthful honey uh yeah that's basically the whole thing if you want to look at it that way very succinct now if you look at that reading from this idea that self is a foreign pathogen or some kind of like a parasitical movement something other than us then it lends a meaning to the reading that sometimes escapes us when we're identified as self yeah so there's, in a way, and they're, they're very different meaning, readings of it, yeah? Because every time we hear the word self from one point, we think it's us. So we think we're the one who's too self-centered. We're the one who's too will self-willed. We're the one, we're the one, we're the one. So through the identification, it adds weight to the burden of this identification more and more. And how we, it says there very clearly, how are we going to get out of this without someone's, another power's help? Yeah, because you can't get out of self as self. I mean, it's just that simple. I mean, to, you know, I read this many, many times, and I've heard it read many, many times. But see, the key to, to how you hear it is based on the clarity of the problem, in my view. Because if you hear, if you hear that statement, the funny thing is, in my other book, it's missing, page 62, so I had to go to this small one, which I can't see without the glasses, but <laughs> from the beginning, a long, long time ago, uh, it talks about, let me see, you know, we made decisions based on self, yeah. Now, I don't believe 
uh, we made decisions based on self. Yeah, there was decisions made based on self. Yeah. So the feeling of being the one who made the decision based on self is the decision based on self. That's how it sees itself. Yeah. It sees itself as the doer of the decision. Yeah. Where it isn't. You're not the doer of that decision. Something found life in you. You were a fertile, let's say, that Petri dish was very welcoming. Something grew in us. Yeah. And then decisions were made from that growth. What grew in us sought it to determine how we went in life. Yeah. So our direction or what was directing us was self. Yeah. Or we can be directed by a higher power. We're going to be directed. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a car to go anywhere must be driven. Yeah. So something is going to direct us. We're going to have either an old employer or a new employer. Yeah. It's just we're always going to be employed in a word, in a way. Yeah. So the old employer, we have apt description of what it's like to live under that old employer. And hopefully it's motivated us to make a decision and to take the suggestions of this way of life so that we can start living under the new employer. But we're going to live under something. Yeah. Something is going to direct us. Yeah. And it describes what a life looks like when it's directed by self. And hopefully we identify with that. It's not us. We did not direct us. Yeah. Something directed us. Just like it says on page 64, self has defeated us. It doesn't say us has defeated us. Yeah. There's two distinct, that's completely different meaning. Yeah. If I see self and it constantly goes back to me, I'm in the bondage of self. That's the dilemma. Yeah. When I read the word self and I say, oh, that's me. Yeah. That's a pointer at me. I'm in the bondage of self. The bondage of self is an act of being identified as self. It's not a thought. It's an act of being identified as self. The thoughts lead you to that act, but it's not a thought. It's an act. Yeah. In other words, we lend ourselves to this belief. Yeah, we do. We are the position of the problem and the solution. Yeah, that's why you can have the greatest, greatest program and the person who is a who should be a custom of us needs it. Essentially, it's it's as more important than breath. And yet that person can say it doesn't want it, can be totally disinterested in it, and it will override the conditions and the solution to those conditions. We are either the problem or the solution, really. Yeah. We aren't, but we are the location either of the problem or the solution. And you can tell the tree by its fruits, yeah? <laughs> you just can. So tell the truth. Do an inventory. But do an inventory from the view of looking at how self has defeated us, yeah? How many inventories have you done looking at how you defeated you, let's look at it how self-defeated you. Maybe there'll be different information garnered, yeah? And maybe that information will lead to a more stable solution, yeah? What do you have to lose? A few minutes? An hour or two? Just take maybe 
a segment of your old inventory and then instead of seeing it as your resentment, yeah, and your selfishness and self-centeredness, see it as self-centeredness and selfishness, yeah? And see it as resentment. Hugely different. It's the same material, yeah? But it lends a new meaning to it. And then you may see something that you're not seeing, yeah? Maybe you'll see the root of the problem and it's not you. <laughs> That's the great solution. Thank God if it was you. See, when you thought it was you, it made total sense to get obliterated. It didn't seem like a seemingly hopeless state. It seemed like a hopeless state. Yeah, so I'm just going to keep getting loaded. I knew better. Something underneath me knew better. But that, that stop sign had no ability to stop anything. It was just driven right through. Yeah, because something had me. Yeah, I didn't have something. I do not have alcoholism. Alcoholism has me. Yeah. I do not have selfishness, self-centeredness. Selfishness and self-centeredness has me. Yeah. Why not take it? Why not? Can't you have a? Can't you get a flavor of that switch? Seeing it as you constantly being the doer of a lot of shit you have nothing to do with. Yeah. This sense of ownership is just bonding you to this idea of being the owner the doer, the thinker, the feeler. And it goes back to 40 years ago. You're still seen as the doer of that shit. You know, or maybe you're five years sober. You're, seen, you're still seen as the doer of that stuff. Yeah? After five years of recovery, you haven't recovered from that. You've had an effects in so many aspects of your life, but this one key aspect we're missing we're still in the act of being identified as self. We think it's just me going around. But is it? If you're judged by your behavior, then you're not that you you were when you were out there. <laughs> no freaking way. Yeah? No way. So what comes out of me isn't based on me. It's based on what's directing this event, yeah? And now I've been directed for 33 years, and I reap the, the daily rewards of being in the habit of being sober, yeah? Where the problem doesn't exist for me, yeah? Other problems may exist, but this problem doesn't. Fucking far out, yeah? Because this problem had a huge influence on how I saw every other problem. Yeah? Every other problem doesn't have that effect. This problem has that effect because it's the act of being identified as something. The other problems, I'm not in that act of being identified as. Yeah? They're just problems throughout the day. But I'm walking around as the problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Mostly, 
Well, and I was, you know, when you're out there, you're always looking for relief. Instead of getting relief from something, you're looking for, for relief, you know. I need relief. It's another addiction, obviously. Yeah. But how can you get relief as the problem, from the problem? You can't. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I walked into this idea. I don't know how it actually came about. The wording has been there since 1939. I just saw it in 1991, let's say. Yeah. And I saw it in this light that this thing is not me. Yeah. If it's a disease, how it could be, how could it be me? Yeah. I don't, call, if I have cancer, I don't call myself cancer. Do I? I don't. That's a disease. Yeah. You know, if I have the flu, I don't call myself flu. Yeah. That's a disease. But this one has a unique activity, which is the, the patient is identified as the disease. Yeah. <laughs> Therefore, it can't get out of the disease as the disease. Yeah. And how many people are, are missing that? How many people keep, you know, they get on one vehicle to get out of self. It doesn't work. Drug addiction. Then they get into spirituality. That doesn't work. Then they try to settle down, have kids, get a good job, you know, mock Thanksgiving and Christmas on their yearly calendar. That doesn't fucking work. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Because... We bring the solution to the situation. We don't find the solution in the situation. We are either the problem or the solution. <laughs> you, mm. All right, well, that was a great reading. I mean, if you wanted to summarize the book, you could just use those two pages. It's pretty much telling you the conditions we're in and the impossibility of getting out of those conditions through those conditions, yeah? That your own effort and wishing it to be different doesn't work. You need to find a solution other than the problem, which we call God or the higher power. And through opening up to being directed by that higher power, Something can commence the shifting of faith from the finite self to the infinite, yeah? And that way of life, that's the progress. The progress is faith being shifted from the finite self to the infinite, yeah? And as it goes along, you demonstrate its, its effects. You observe them, yeah? You share them. You reflect on them. You may write about them, yeah? and so on and so forth. And then after a period of time, just by sincerely taking these positions, you get established in this, those positions. And then incredible long-lasting effects happen to the point where you have a new attitude and outlook, which is mind-boggling, and a new freedom and a new happiness. Some people came over, the dog's going off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the closet. So there's life happening around me. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh.
if she's out now. <laughs> so, yeah. I just hope it helps you. That's all. <laughs> I just do. I mean, I'm not doing... This isn't to be... This isn't like intellectual calisthenics. You know, so, people always get, in, you know, when they get in touch with me, why don't you keep it simple? Hey, the fucking problem's complicated. You better be clear about that. The solution is clear and easy and simple, but the problem isn't. The problem is not simple. Yeah, because you, in for all intents and purposes, are the freaking problem. Yeah, that's complicated. You need to see how it happens. Yeah, or that simplicity of the solution will have limited effects. Yeah, because the problem will be entertaining the solution and it would be lending its parameters and putting the solution in its box. Yeah, not surrendering that box and then entering into the parameters of the solution. No, no, no. It goes the other way. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Happy to be here. Nice to see everybody. And uh, I don't mind repetition whatsoever. Because I really truly believe that this is an important point to recognize what is and what ain't, yeah? And to realize the difference between the new employer and the old employer, yeah? Yeah. The thing is, they don't talk about, you don't want to have the old employer with the old employee and then the new employer with the old employee. <laughs> you don't want the old employee either. <laughs> Part of the effects of the new employer is actually recognizing the old employee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right, thank you. Happy to see everybody. Not everybody, Thanks, mostly everybody. All right. Thanks, Paul. That kind of explains getting stuck in self, doesn't it? Yes, yes. Well, we first have to note, you know, I think a lot of change is initiated by seeing something. And then in the seeing of something, other things start occurring, yeah? If we keep using or being used by something that is truly a form of looking called self-centeredness, we're not going to see much. We're really not. Yeah. It's got to, it's going to be, it's fabricated. You're not, it's not going to allow you to see much. It's, it's basically got the blinders on the host as the horse and it's riding us. Yeah. Because it needs us to express. It does. It can't get out there. It can appear in the head, but it, it can't appear in the police ledgers. It needs to have a, an action body to make something occur and then get the drama going. Yeah. So that's why it's always attempting to compel us to hit a point of fuck it because it wants us 
that's its jumping off point, where what's happening here happens out here. Yeah? And when it happens out here, it attracts consequences and shit like that. And then you get tattooed by the dramas it leads us, leads us into. You get tattooed, yeah? And it's not going to wash off. Some of them last for a long, long time. Yeah. I recognize that. Does that bring up any questions from anyone? Do we have anyone who has a question for Paul? Oh, I see a couple hands. Let's see. Gary, my friend, would you like to come in here? Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Uh, Gary. Hey, Paul. Thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. it you know, like you say, it's, it's a complicated thing at some times, and there's a simplicity somewhere, too. And anyway, I, you know, not a lot of people are attempting to <laughs> define that and, and clear it out. So I, I really honor and respect and, and that, you, that you're doing this service for all of us. So I just want to say that off the top. Um, so what I was really struck by as you started today with the, the act of identifying self. And uh, <laughs> well, just even musing over, it's a little bit confusing, but I'm still fascinated by what is the act? Because thinking about it, which is thinking, I, I see that, you know, the wording is that if I can <clears throat> engage, say, in the act of self, that not implies that the possibility of not. And uh, I think I've been observing that in, like, in my own thinking in the last week or so, just seeing that act of identifying sort of arise of its own and almost unconsciously it's happening. And so I'm fascinated by, well, how does that happen? How does it, it almost happen seemingly without my permission or, or, or noticing. So it, and I see that self is what has defeated me and caused all these consequences in my life. So it's really important to see how that act of identifying happens, how it comes about. And, <laughs> you know, I, I get that it's not, it's not an intellectual exercise. It's like noticing like, this plant arising out of the, the petri dish, as you say. And if I don't notice it, I'm doomed to act from it. So, mm. but who's noticing it? You know, there's a little confusion there. It's like. It's what, want... it's what, no, what notices it. Yeah. I mean, well, for me, the word spirit is a good pointer. 
Yeah. What notices it is spirit. And that's enough. Awareness. Well, that's what we are. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I think the buck stops there. Yeah. Is more required? There's, uh, well, if there is, you'll know. And if there ain't, you'll know. Yeah. It changes based on the circumstances and situations. It's fluid, so to speak. Yeah. So then it will compel an act that doesn't support the identification as self. And that act will go differently. You'll feel differently while living through that act, not being identified as self. That's traveling lighter, basically. The bondage of self is taking every act and every action to imply Gary, yeah? And that what's being implied is a historical story that it uses to reinforce some of the chapters in that historical story. So the story of Gary continues, yeah? While there's a living, yeah? That Gary isn't a living of life. Gary is the story of the living of life, yeah? There's difference. It's different. Yeah. So you can see it sometimes. There's a, you'd always get a lot of free samples while in service. Well, I'd say while you were you had a whole day ruminating, ruminating about yourself, and then you would go to an H and I. If someone doesn't know about that, those are certain style of meetings where you go to a institution or a hospital and you speak. And you hang out, you hold the space for people who are in the throes of active addiction, active, you know, alcoholism. And so you would be ruminating about you all day, seeing and then doing shit, seeing as that's the norm. Yeah. And then wondering why there's such a desire to eat more candy or get out or whatever, because of this claustrophobicness. But it's just taken to be normal. And then you go into the meeting and someone shares and you lose interest in self and you gain interest in the other. And then there's another feeling that happens. Yeah. You feel like available. You feel like something opened up, like more space. Even though there was all this space, there seems to be more space because you're awake, because you're not listening to you the selfing, you're listening to this character and you identify with what it's living under because you've lived un- under it. And there's, an, there's such a grace there that happens that it's hard to not notice it. Even the people in the act, you know, they're in the throes of addiction for a minute or two, they have it. They have that sense of grace. Yeah. It may be forgotten in an hour, but that if we're in the program, hopefully that doesn't occur. We don't forget it in an hour. That's recovery. Yeah? It, we take it with us. And after doing maybe 50 H&I meetings, there's some principles get revealed. Yeah? You see, first of all, without knowing it, there's almost like a horizontal halo around the mental state all day. Everything is, you're in like a little swirl that has one current just to go around this idea of you. Yeah, I can see it sometimes at live meetings. It's almost like you can take an x-ray and there's everyone has this like band going like this. 
Yeah, some is really tight and moving faster. Some have a little more space, but it's just, it's sort of like a, a mental idea wrapped with interest and attention. Yeah. And how it translates as this act of being Paul is a constant, uh, everything getting applied to that center of Paul, you know? I see everything as how it pertains to me. And it's, it's an illness. It is. Yeah, it's like, and so I do go to service and you're bitching all the way maybe. I don't want to fucking see these fuckers and then they're going to, who cares and this and that. And in five minutes or 10 minutes, maybe the resistance is strong enough. It lasts 15 minutes. There's a breaking of that mental dam. Yeah. And something comes out and then something comes in. And you feel the difference because you're a reactor. You're not a cause, yeah? This experience is a response. It's a response to unknown or known conditions, yeah? We respond in kind to what we're based on. We do, yeah? Now, there's old habits from the old base, the old employer, and they'll pop up, but they'll lose height and 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 oomph over time, yeah? Because now your new basis has been changed and you're responding from there instead of reacting from the old basis. It's just what happens in recovery. That's the movement, yeah? So you start noticing this. You notice it. And so maybe if you're smart, you sign up for more H&Is or you fucking, you know, make it a very important point when you're sponsoring other people I really recommend after six months, that's what was the requirement to be six months sober, to get one of these meetings because it has worked the best than any other thing worked for me when I was in the extreme habit of being up the ass of self. It was the divine proctologist. Not going home and thinking about me, no fucking way, but listening to someone else and the energy in the room. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. So now I had a new solution. Yeah. When I was feeling where uh, weird, it didn't initiate more thinking about it. I realized I, if it's losing me is how I find the solution. Yeah. And that way of doing service was a way of losing me, not losing what I am, but losing the me. Yeah. It got sent around the corner for a half an hour or for an hour. And I felt the relief of it. So I started to recognize a lot of shit. Yeah, I started to see it. Hey, this can't be me because I can see it. I can notice when it's not here because I'm here still. So wait a minute. How could that story of me (laughs) keep going on when I see it as not me? This This is what I am, not that story. Yeah. And so that's what I feel happens. And, uh, we're in that process and we're in good hands. And the thing is, like in another, in another spiritual venue, they call it, your head is in the tiger's mouth. You know, it's a done deal. You're okay. Just stay sober, basically. And you have the wherewithal to make it through whatever any day offers because it's not going to be God only gives you what you can handle. God is only going to give you what it can handle. Yeah? which is far beyond the thinking that I have about what I can handle. Yeah, you can handle a whole lot, man. 
And uh, but you may not ask to be handled much. That's the beauty of it. That willing to go to any lengths doesn't mean you go to any lengths at all. Yeah. It's that simple. So yeah, this is why service is so important for one of the many reasons is because we're in this orbit. Yeah, and well, I'm using the word we, but we're in an orbit we're not aware of. Yeah, it's tightly fit around us and how whenever you look, it just goes with you. So you never see it. Yeah. Now you can start seeing it and doing some actions that pull you out of that orbit. It says right in the book, one of the starting of the of the uh, solution is you'll lose interest in this self and gain interest in others. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that doesn't that doesn't mean that's not like an isolated once in a lifetime event. It's a progression. You keep losing interest in self and gaining interest in maybe spirit or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing has been. The whole direction's been changed. That's the beauty of it. It wasn't changing a direction. The whole direction has been changed. What we were trying to do, we were on a direction of self-will and we wanted to change how that felt all fucking day. No, this is a complete change in direction. It is, which is awesome. It's not trying to change the same old direction. It's a complete change in direction. Yeah? Our, the faith that we represent being moved to the infinite instead of to the finite self by telling the truth of what it looked like to have faith in finite self. Look at, man, we all have an intimate amount of evidence about that. Just read it, but don't read it from self, read it from the spirit. Yeah, and you'll be convinced. You will. The evidence is there. You can, you'll be in, and that's the basic requirement, really, is to be convinced that self has defeated us. If you're not there, I mean, you're probably going to have to have a lot of defeats by self, you know? But as long as you don't die, it'll be valuable because it'll bring you to the final point where you see it. Hey, I'm not that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, bro. Thanks, Gary. Yeah, Gary, that was very nice, Gary. And now we have Eligio. Oh yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you sooner or later. But yes, how are you? Yeah, I'm okay. How are you today? Oh, uh, good. There he is. Yeah, I'm gonna say a couple of things, and then I have a question at the end. But yeah, I came on here Saturday because it was my first time in AA uh, last weekend. I came in here because I was confused. I started talking about God and that repelled me. But you gave me some great advice. So I went back and I'm starting to understand what's going on there at AA. Um, so it's the act of identifying. So yeah, I do have a little story in my head going in circles. Like, like the self is me. Me is the awareness but I'm the self, but I'm the awareness. So it goes in a circle. So I'm a little confused of what's going on, but uh, it, so then it, so, so then it feels like, yeah, whatever I feel, maybe they call it 
witnessing the witness or is that the same as tiger in the mouth? And then, and then I want to know what you meant last week by what is the snake with two tails? Thank you. Not snake with two tails, but two, uh, two points Sorry. of view from the, from the idea of, I'll get into that, but in a way, what I would recommend would be keeping it simple concerning recovery. Don't get into the philosophy, get into the externals, get the actions and see if you can make, get a commitment at one of the meetings. Yeah. Like being a greeter at one of these zooms and something and don't, don't massage it. Well, your head will massage it with thought, but try not just take action and get your externals down. Yes. Like, pick up some of the basic suggestions of this way of life, like going to meetings, getting a commitment, finding a sponsor, and just go for it. Don't, don't question it. Yeah, just go there. And then, and then see what happens over time. And maybe in a month or six weeks or three weeks, you realize you haven't drank in three weeks fucking unbelievable. And maybe you'll have some gratitude for those suggestions that you didn't think made any sense, but they've done their job. Yeah. Because we've got to get you sober in a sense, a day at a time, the physicality and the brain. Yeah. So you need this externals. And then uh, these ideas will find some traction because uh you'll be started, you'll start having some, uh, you'll be sincerely taking this position, yeah, of relying on something greater than self, or let's say in your condition, relying on something greater than thought, or greater than understanding, or greater than intellect, yes? So we just act, trust the process, and see where, what happens, yeah? If you're only in four days or so, whatever, yeah. I would really, that's what I would suggest. Yeah. Because I know uh, the intellect can, intellect can be a great servant, but a terrible master at times. Yeah. So, yeah, this is what they mean. I feel in keeping it simple is just take the action. Yeah that the program suggests as the action figure and then see how you go. And uh, yeah, I was incredibly surprised after about eight weeks, my life had changed direction. Yeah, I was, I didn't have to be with a woman to live off of her because I had no place to live, no car, nothing. I was living in a residence hotel, sharing it with a German tourist. I was happy as a fucking, I was so happy feeling somewhat independent from all of these unspoken contracts of kissing ass and shit. And uh, got a job, bluffed into a house painting job. A drunk house painter hired me. (laughs) It wasn't easy to fool him because I knew he wasn't paying much attention. (laughs) He was busy drinking. So... And then life just took off. It did. And it never, it never reverted back. So I'm really incredibly grateful for that trajectory. Yeah. 
and I'd like to see it for you, bro. You don't, you don't realize how important a stable life is for entertaining these ideas, yeah? I never see, very rarely did I see when I was shooting coke were we talking about going to a meditation retreat. Very rarely that topic ever came up, yeah? It was basically, you know, so in this place, there needs to be certain conditions met for other conditions to be entertained, yeah? And you can't just deny the condition of you, this action figure, because it will bite you in the ass. You have to render unto Caesars what Caesars. It, if it has a barking act, active alcoholism, it's gotta be fucking answered. You need a way of life. Philosophies won't do, they won't. They'll just get eaten up by it. They will, seriously. Yeah, yeah. You'll be the last person anyone wants to talk to at the bar because they'll be, be philosophizing that there is no self and everyone will be correct in their view that you're full of shit. Yeah, so this is, this is what happens. So just uh, come here. Um, this is what I would have probably said on the phone, but just take care of this business and other business opportunities will open up. They will. Don't rush to the other business opportunities because this will be the elephant in the room. Yeah. Untreated alcoholism has a huge influence. Huge. Yeah. You need to have it addressed and you're not up to the task. Yeah. You need this way of life and we need you. So yeah, please. Yeah. Yeah. Try to see the similarities. Try to, when people share, they sooner or later, they're going to sure sound like you <laughs> quite a lot. And you're going to realize they feel like you. They think like you. They do the same shit you do. Therefore, they're not you and you're not you. Yeah. Something's taken all of us over. Yeah. <laughs> and is expressing itself through all of us. Yeah. And it doesn't have an infinite amount of expressions. You can, uh, <laughs> you know, alcoholics quack and walk the same way. You know, they have a say, you'll recognize it. Yeah. That's where the idea of non-duality comes in incredibly handy is you recognize the foreignness of what is defeating you and how it's defeating you is by the identification as it. So it's the perfect solution to the problem. Yeah. It's the perfect solution, but you can't rush to it. It, you grow into it. Yeah. You grow into it instead of rushing into it. Yeah. Rushing it into it could be comprised as self trying to get out of self. So you recognize it. Yeah. Yeah. You recognize it from spirit. And there, oh yeah, it's quite different. It's like, you know, when I had my, uh, I came in, there's a step in the program called the ninth step where you do, you do uh, amends for people that you harmed, yeah? While you were out there. And I had, just before I came in, I had an ongoing in and out relationship to a lady for years. And I felt I really was, uh, you know, I played a role in, in the story of an action figure introducing her to, 
intravenous use and shit like that. <laughs> Just really. And so when I got sober, I felt really, you know, all these feelings I had been seemingly successfully avoiding caught up to me. And I felt a huge amount of grief and, and uh, shame for what happened with this lady. So I, f I wanted to call her. This is only like the first few weeks. I was at step one. I shouldn't, you know, not at step nine. But I wanted a relief like I wanted when I shot drugs. It was like the same thing. So I found out where she was working. And I called her this, this restaurant bar and I asked for her to come to the phone and I was going to make my big amends. And she answered the phone and I said, hello, hello, Jill. And she recognized my voice and she said, listen, I never want to hear you again in this, this lifetime and hung up on me. Yeah. Now, that was very uh, educational because... You do the ninth step after you've done the eight steps. See, the eight, the eight prior steps bring you into a condition to do the ninth step, to do a true amend. I was trying to do an amend without those conditions in place. Yeah, you see? So a lot of us want to run to the finish line, but we're at the beginning of the race. Just take care of the beginning of the race, yeah? Yeah. All right? Yeah, thank you. All right, Mickey. Yeah. Okie doke. Now we have Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose from Wichita. That's right. That's right. Heidi, hon. Um, when... Uh, You'll say different things that I've, I've always called them incoming, but I don't know where they're coming from. And they would be, uh, I think the first one I really remember is that my brother was uh, an intravenous drug user and, and an alcoholic. And he couldn't quit. And I was, I was I'm the older sister and um, I, basically raised him and they'd call me to figure out why he couldn't quit and my answer was always it's not done with him but I had no idea what that meant and that was all that I could say when that because they'd want me to do something about it like I was supposed to know what to do with that and I and I didn't and um and, and then when you, you'll say things like the claiming, I, I didn't even, I don't even like to say Ruby alcoholic. Um, I, to claim that or to claim an ego or this, this claiming thing always felt foreign to me. And when you speak, it, it, it made sense to me why I, I, I wouldn't want to do that because I could never see where that was true. And then when you went into the halo thing, I remember that coming to me where it used to be really tight and then it got bigger. So I thought I got better, but then it would always circle around and then it would be, and it'd be like, how the hell is this happening? How does this happen? So it, I don't even know how to put it into words, but you bring these 
I can see somewhat where this thing was tracking before I even knew what was happening. And the relief and comfort in it um, has opened that doorway to have that relationship with, um, to go in that direction. I can either, it's either gonna go in that direction, like you said, or it's gonna go in that direction. And somehow your words put giant pieces of the puzzle together and then the last thing that I'll say, the, the gals that I've worked with for years, I mean, we just, we all just work together now. There's no like, we just work together. And um, the, the claiming thing of my, like my truck, my car, my kids, my chair, my house, my, 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 I've, been talking with them the way that you explained that and what it has done for these uh, gals is absolutely amazing because there's when you use the word my this overwhelming something comes up and it's like you can catch it you're like oh and, and then you see that sometimes that feeling comes up before you even use the word my. And um, I can't thank you enough for what you've, you've done or what comes through your whatever the correct words are. And the people that I'm working with, I mean, it's gonna sound funny, but it's like the highway to heaven or something. I mean, we are rolling. We, are, we laugh all day, we call up, we talk, you know, it's just, I did not know that this could happen <clears throat> in a human life. Mm. Honestly, I'm like blown out of the water. I used to be roadkill and now I don't even, know. I don't even know what the words are and how to express what you've done for us here and, and our clan and our way of being. I, my story is a lot like yours. I've been to the, you know, I mean, was born in Oakland, lived in Marin County, went to India, went to Thailand, Buddhist Native American, name it. Thank you. Seriously. Oh. Honestly, well, God, you. just thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, thank That's you. all. Thank you. Well, you know, let me share something about this. It's really the habit of being sober. Yeah. Now, you may think you're making choices in the beginning, but really, it's how you lean. It's almost as if the way you're facing is how the wind's blowing you, yeah? Now, the story is it's always me that made that decision to face that way, but I don't see that as what's happening. So, it's more of a leaning. And so, I'm in the habit of leaning a certain way, yeah? And basically, <laughs> it takes it out of the uh, casino environment, and you've got a sure thing, yeah? you got a sure thing. So for me, you know, I put my money on that, that one square 35 at the roulette table, and I always keep the same bet. It always pans out. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel really uh, 
it's the conditions that promote the reaction or the or the response yeah and now we hopefully are living in other we're living in a new attitude and a new outlook is a new condition yeah it's a new a new freedom and a new happiness is a condition yeah these conditions are having us lean a certain way i was once there's an island in the Caribbean I went down to to do some talks and stay with this this guy called Bonaire. Bonaire. It's right near Venezuela. It's like the Southern Caribbean. It's like with uh, the Dutch. There's three Dutch islands down there, and it's like the it's like the uh, the ugly stepdaughter. Right? It's not a really, but it's an incredible island for windsurfing because they have the same wind, the same direction every day, almost at the same time. Every day, the, and it's called good air. That, that's what bon air means. There's, it's just come. So these people who are in the life of windsurfing, that's the perfect condition to be at because they have the, the perfect condition so they can windsurf. All, all the time and the some of the like when I was there three of the best windsurfers in the world were there yeah because it's incredible so this is sort of what it's like and I'd never seen anything in nature that was so guaranteed than this wind direction it was just amazing every day came almost at the same time blowing in the same direction so this is sort of what like being sober is yeah it's like the habit of being sober is that spiritual wind you're assured of. You know it, yeah? And it's causing you to lean. In, and that leaning is really representing faith in the infinite, really. Because you're not leaning into, based on the circumstances, because they change and can be misread easily. But you're leaning not based on the circumstances. This is just the habit of leaning, yeah? You just keep leaning, 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 and uh, that's how I see it. So, so if you're new, follow some suggestions because suggestions will lead to habits, and habits are actions without thoughts. And if the problem resides in the thoughts, you don't want it to have a lot to say with about the solution. So you got to have actions that are habits, just like I had the habits of getting loaded, yeah, and they were hard to break. Yeah, even though I wanted to and this and that, now I'm in the habit of being sober. And I'll tell you, from here, that was like life on Mars, you know, the drug use life and the drinking life. It seems so foreign to the conditions I'm, I'm re- representing now. I, I would see it as another fucking planetary system, really. So, though I could return today if I shot Coke, Probably, but yeah, as long as I don't. <laughs> but yeah, it's just the the habits. You know the the really the length. You know the height of the tree is based on how it where it was where it was planted. You know, I mean it. They're very connected. So I think we're in very good soil when it comes to a way of life. And it's the perfect corrective remedy to a life of alcoholism and addiction. Yeah. 
works. Definitely. So, yeah. Thanks. I think I want to end today early, if I can. Not okay, too early. We have, we, have, we have one hand left, and it belongs to our very own Ann Kay. All right, yeah. No, for Ann, we'll keep the doors open. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Paul. I have a question from chat. And uh, so she's curious as to what you have to say regarding willingness and will. Um, and, and the questions that follow are, what is willingness? Is it an act, a frame of mind? And what is will? Well, will, will is up to grabs. It can either be directed by, let's say, the higher power or self. Yeah. So will is sort of a force that moves actions and thoughts or thoughts into actions. Yeah. Now, what was the other one? Uh, is, is it an act, a frame of mind? And, it's both oh, the of, other is willingness. Is, is willingness an act or is willingness a frame of mind or is it something else? Willingness is something that uh, is expressed through action at times. It's not always, but yeah. Willingness can uh, motivate action. Yeah, or willingness can have you holding the space, so to speak. Yeah, nothing could be happening and there's still willingness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, So there's a willingness to respond when there's need for response and not to respond when there's no need for response. Yeah. Yeah, so, but see, the thing is with recovery, like willingness doesn't always look enthusiastic. Yeah. And you may run into gaps and that's where the habits are important because the habit of being sober uh, will override the, the lapse of willingness here and there. Yeah. So because sometimes willingness sort of takes a vacation in a way. But when you're in the habit of being sober, there, that's a bridge to the next, you know, force of willingness. Yeah. So, and I feel if you're willing now, make hay <laughs> and get into the right suggestions and the right habits because they're going to be the best insurance policy you ever had. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That wraps it up for today, Paul. Oh, great. Thank you. I think we're going to take a drive today. So Amelia and I, we're going to drive south to Santa Cruz. Nice. So we wanted to, we got to take off soon. Uh, Happy hey, journey. Let me say hello to everyone. And thank you. And thank you so much for being such a solid character here. <laughs> you could, you hold the space rather well. We got Mike. Mike Z, and let's everyone, let's all, uh, Mike's partner has been having physical difficulties, so let's uh, hold that space for him to have different solutions that, that, than his head has in plans, yes? So let's see what happens. So, all right, Mike, say hello to Greg for us, and yeah, we send him our best wishes. Yeah. Paul, as always, yes. 
Nice to see you. I know you're not going to show a t-shirt for at least a few months after that last one. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's snowing here, but it's snowing. Yeah, yeah. It's a little, little cold here too, but not like that. No. We, Maria. Nice to see you, Maria. Very nice. Thank you, Gary. As always, thanks for all your support. It's just nice to see you. Uh, yeah. Find some new doors that can open. Yeah, it's always fun. Yeah. You're wondering why you're paying the rent for a mansion, but you're only living in one or two rooms. Now you have permission to fucking roam around. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. We have Mike O. Nice to see you, Mike, as always. Connor from Dublin. Dublin. Nice to see you, Connor. Yeah, hopefully we'll come back to Dublin. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I hope so. And also the UK with Rob Farr. I got a lot of people I need to meet in the UK. I got to meet Paul, Rob Farr, number of them. Jono, all these characters. All right, Leah. Leah, yes. Leah is in a very cold area of England, I think. This must be... <laughs> Ruby, Ro Ruby Rose. Thanks for that share, Ruby. I'm happy. Uh, say hello to your friends, and uh, it makes me smile. I feel, uh, yeah. You know, everyone has a seat assignment. So, yeah. We got Mickey. Mickey, you did a great job today. I know I'm always in good hands when Mickey's uh, steering the ship, so to speak. We got Thanks, Kristen. Paul. You're welcome, Mickey. Kristen, as always, nice to see you, honey. Yeah. Helen, my favorite woman from Northern England. Yes, Helen, nice to see you. Yeah. The permission is guaranteed now, honey. There's no earning of the permission. It's been given, yes? You're, now you just have to respond. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's over. That's over, Helen, yeah? Over. Yeah. Dan the man. Nice to see you, Dan R. Thank you. We got oh, my friend Tom from Keene, New Hampshire. Yes. I ran into a lot of trouble in New Hampshire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they had those. They have, uh, yeah. I don't want to get into it right now, but yes. And we got PK from Long Island, where I also ran into a lot of trouble. <laughs> I think everywhere I went, I ran into a lot of trouble. What does that imply? Yeah. All right. Let's see. We got, we got uh, Claudia. Claudia N. Nice to see you, Claudia. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah. We got Jacob, one of my main men up in Seattle. Incredible art and everything. Love it. Chris B, as always, he's outside today. Yeah. He's too big for the interior. He's got to get out there. Yeah. We got a number with no, I don't see anyone, but yeah. We got Michael Stacy. Nice to see you, Michael. I know you're well. Yes. Good. You can always call me too, bro. Anytime. Joseph C. 
our friend from France. Always a pleasure, Joseph. Yeah. He's given up the name Arjuna. All right, Joseph. All right, that's good. Fee. Fee, fee is with Phi. Oh, that's good. Fee and Phi together. We got Kerry as always. Thank you for all the support, Kerry. And all just to see you. Traveling lighter is wonderful. Carl, nice to see you, Carl. Oliver, as always, another day sober. Yes? Good. All right. Danny, Danny M. Nice to see you, Danny. It's a strange. You're sitting in front of back of a car. It's nice. I like that. We got Elysio. Elysio. Yeah. Don't let your head convince you any of anything. Just follow your feet. Do the program right now. Really, seriously. Eric. Eric B. It's looking like it's in. He's wrapped it in in a down jacket. Must be cold in Toronto today. All right. Oh, there we have our. Oh, we got Tanya. You got a new name. Oh, Tanya. Tanya. Nice to see you. <laughs> yes, is all. We're all happy today. That's good. Oh, I missed somebody. There's call. Oh, there's another call. Nice to see you, call. Yeah. Well, the two calls look quite similar. Well, that's wild. We got a. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we got R Rona. I hope I'm saying it right in California. We got uh, Noon N O O N E James, James L the Big Lebowski Tommy. Uh, let's see. I think that's it right there. Thanks so. Oh Eric B. Letting the fly, uh, the birds go. That's nice. Oh, that was Eric from Toronto. All right. Nice to see everyone. Thank you so much. You know, if you need any information about the meetings, they're all in the Zen Bitch Slap under events. We're going to be doing some outside stuff this month. And they're up there, different groups who made the mistake of asking me once again to share with them. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Bye, Paul. Bye -bye.